Hello, and welcome to the Philosophical Angle podcast with your host, author Chris Angle. Hi, this is the Philosophical Angle program, defining concepts in current media, and I'm your host, Chris Angle. I'm the author of four books on philosophy, one of which is the Philosophical Equations of Economics, and they're available free for viewing online at www.philosophypublishing.com. With me is my co-host and colleague, Rick Samuelson. Rick graduated from Yale and Wharton as an adventure capitalist out in the West Coast. How are you doing, Rick? Very well. Happy New Year. So, um, this week we're going to talk about uh, what's happening in, generally in current media, um, an ongoing topic which is the, which I'm going to call, and I've heard other people call, the chickification of the American male. And the reason I'm bringing it up is because there's an ongoing assault on on boys in in school uh, and feeding them drugs to tone them down so that they don't so they aren't so active. But that's in combination with some other things I've seen in media and and, and more recently in November on a on one of the Rush Limbaugh radio shows, uh, Rush talked about a, a soccer team, a, a male soccer team that was found to be raiding the the new recruits of the the female soccer team. I think it was Harvard University. Um, the male team was assigning a, a point score of 1 to 10, 10 being, of course, the best. And this was relevant to the physical beauty of the females on, on, the, on the female soccer team. <laughs> Horrors, man. Uh, can, you, uh, can you imagine at Harvard, uh, just uh, the, when the school administration heard of this, uh, being good leftists, uh, they had to penalize these males. So they canceled the rest of their games for the year. Uh, for the year, uh, well done, guys. Well done, those uh, those progressive utopian Democrats on the um, uh, in the uh, in the administration there at Harvard. Can you imagine how how bad they thought that was? The males actually assigning numbers to to females representing their female beauty. Is this the most brash, crude, horrible behavior on earth? Does it not remind you of Donald Trump and his remark? Uh, oh, it, it was uh, in the news media dug up on his crass remark on some female or or females in general. I, I actually I can't really say much about it because I I didn't hear the video or well, I don't even know if it was a video. Maybe it was an audio set, uh, uh, bite. Uh, but I uh, but I know there was much to do about it in the media because in in the secondary media I I remember hearing about it all the time for for a couple weeks. But then again, in December, it, it comes up again. The, uh, on a December 3rd, um, I saw it on Drudge, an Associated Press article. Harvard says, uh, Harvard puts men's cross-country team on athletic probation. I'm going to read it here. <clears throat> Harvard University has placed its men's cross-country team on athletic probation after school lawyers found that the 2014 team made crude and sexualized documents about the women's cross-country team. Uh, let's see what else they said on this. They said uh, Harvard Athletic Director Robert Scalise sent an email to team members Friday night. He says no problems were found with the cur-
current team and they've been truthful and forthright about shortcomings in the team's culture. Probation means the runner's behavior will be monitored. Uh, Squeezy had asked for an, an investigation after the Harvard Crimson student newspaper reported that the, the men's team produced yearly spreadsheets about the women's team, sometimes rating appearances and making lewd comments. Harvard canceled its men's soccer team this fall after finding that soccer players create a similar document with, uh, with sexually explicit comments about women's soccer players. But you know, there, there are other excoriations uh, in the past and you, you know, we can all remember the famous Duke lacrosse players being really drumming, uh, just drummed right out of the university. And, um, and, uh, and as I mentioned before, the ongoing uh, drugging of, uh, of kids, and, uh, boys really, uh, in the public school system. And so there's really an ongoing chickification of the American male. You see it all the time. Uh, on media, so I, I think it's time for the philosophical to come in, and the philosophical angle to come in and uh, make a few comments and uh, about the situation for uh, for the edification of all those sitting back in horror and shock over this situation. So um, let's rescue them from their mental consternation. Um, I'm sure that the penalty ascribed to these crude soccer boys was certainly not enough. Uh, in the eyes of the left, uh, just canceling their game, their, uh, their games probably. Uh, I'm sure it doesn't assuage their uh, that is the left's feelings for uh, for their for revenge on 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 male attitude. So I think the school's response should have been supplemented with forced ingestion of some sort of medical pharmaceutical application that would change the behavior of these. As, uh, as the bard would say, base football players, and uh, and bring him into line with uh, with uh, with what they should be. Um, well, in the uh, before this administration of uh, a pharmaceutical uh, solution that I'm uh, advocating, uh, let's give uh, an exclamation of. Um, why this type of behavior occurs at all by males. I think we have to invoke the discipline of biological anthropology here to start. Um, so in some, some, in some circles they call it physical anthropology. But in uh, anthropological and biological anthropological theory, uh, there are some very basic tenets that uh, might help to explain this. And, uh, so, and, and, the, and it's gonna shock you audience, but uh, first is that the sperm travels to the egg. And yes, I know how crass and crude and how fundamental that is, but um, and you you probably can't even imagine why I would bring it up, but there is, but but there it is. It, you know, it it might be useful in understanding a complicated social justice problem, as we hear have about the male soccer team by just going to some very basic biology. So let's let's take a look at the whole story. Now, there's a reason why the, the sperm must travel to the egg. The egg must be stationary because of gestation, and uh, somebody has to nurture that egg to fruition to produce an offspring. And uh, the females are nominated for this job. So, um, so there it is. Therefore, the biological variation uh, uh, purposes, a, a, uh, for, for, for these purposes, uh, a set of genes coming from another entity um, has to be provided, as we all know, um, 
from uh, basic biology uh, from high school. And uh, because the sperm must travel to the egg, the action uh, that th this travel uh, invites something called risk into the situation. And because there's distance and speed, uh, this invokes uh, 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 an absolute uh, possibility of, uh, or greater possibility of risk. And uh, as something would happen to the sperm on the way to the egg, there is, uh, <clears throat> there is inherent uh, risk in the situation. So with that, uh, I, I know that all you feminists are, are yelling uh, that the egg has its own risk, which is true. Um, it's, uh, it's less physical risk overall. Uh, and in addition, it's a, a different type of risk. And so nature deals with it in a, in a different manner. Uh, so there's, there's risk, and in order for, for nature to bring the situation equal between the, the sperm and the egg, it has to increase the, the number of sperm. And this creates an, uh, an equal risk between the two types of reproductive facilities, um, making it equal, making that risk equal as, a biological, as biology and, and evolution are, are, are want to do. So now you have uh, multiple sperm going to and searching out for the egg. Uh, but now you have a question of why should the sperm travel to the egg? That is, why should it even bother to expend its energy and undergo the risk uh, to get to the egg? Uh, well, you know, nature, of course, knows that the species must reproduce. Therefore, it has, a, a, has to add something else to the situation in order to provide motivation for the sperm to travel. So nature knows there's, uh, there's to be motivation, uh, and, it ha and it has to provide that for the human sperm to travel to, uh, to, the, to the female egg for uh, reproductive purposes. And, and if it doesn't provide uh, the, the motivation, the assurance that reproduction will occur is nugatory. Uh, this is because all of life's entities have to face risk in any decision and indulge, and indulge itself uh, in, in, in motivation at all times. Otherwise, an entity won't do anything. Um, evolution decided that it, that it would provide motivation that motivation has two facilities. First, it, it provides pleasure in mating with the egg. And secondly, it provides the pleasure in being with that which is attractive to the male. So the female needs to be attractive. So nature provides the human females with beauty. And this provides motivation for the females to make themselves attractive and get the male uh, to look at them. The females understand this, so they, uh, they go out and uh, they make themselves uh, attractive. And you see this every day. Women put on nice dresses and they, they're flowery dresses and they do this to attract the, uh, the attention of the, of the male. They make themselves up with nice hair and beautiful faces and makeup and rings and adornments and uh, that make themselves more attractive to the male and, and to catch their eye. Uh, and, and the key word here is uh, attractive. Uh, another example of this is that they put lipstick on their lips to make them shiny to attract the attention of the male. Um, and further, uh, uh, evolution endows the females with, with 
natural physical attractions. So all in all, the females want to be attractive, and everybody knows this, and males, uh, for males, uh, evolution gives them the impetus uh, to have desire to look at females, and biology dictates it to be so. So now you've got an interesting combinations. Males like to, to look at attractive things, and females like to be attractive. But uh, the story doesn't stop there because there's another problem that's popping up here. As we said, the, 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 the sperm must travel to the egg, and as such, the male has to travel to the female. So there we are at the dance floor. The female puts on her attractions, and the males take a look at those attractions from across the dance floor. At this point, since the males must travel biologically, they're going to have some risk, social risks. The risks are several. Um, traveling across the dance floor uh, is, a, is a risk in itself. And the second risk is they could be uh, suffer rejection by the female. And of course, evolution knows that this is going to happen and prepares the, the males for these eventualities because it prepares them by giving them a larger physical presence for the traveling. And that, that's whether it goes across the dance floor or across the town or, or wherever the males have to go. And But secondly, uh, the males have to be insensitive in order to take the rejection uh, that's going to happen uh, from time to time from from the attractive female. So let's get uh, so let's list some of the uh, characteristics uh, that we've noted here uh, that have uh, that evolution has provided the the, the, the the human male insensitivity, physically larger, propensity to be attracted by the beauty of the female, and given to movement. Uh, of course, this is a, a very different from female characteristics, which include sensitivity, uh, given to be attractive, physically diminutive, um, compared to the males anyway, and uh, more given to be stationary. And naturally, males being insensitive, they might play some games such as noting the attractiveness of the females and uh, that's in their nature. What are you going to do? But uh, females like to be attractive and compete to be more attractive to each other. And thus there's a competition to become a model in the fashion industry and that's, uh, that, that, that competition's intense and it's in their nature. In other words, they compete to be judged. Okay, so uh, so you now have the females going across the dance floor, seeking the females to which they're attracted, and nature dictates it to be so in order to provide for the continuation of the species. So now we have the introduction of the mating game. All animals, humans, and most other advanced animals have a mating ritual of some kind. The, ritual, the, the rituals, they, they evolve in order to stabilize the, the mating game, and, and they help uh, both sides choose an appropriate companion to mate with. Uh, rituals vary, of course, within species, and, and uh, there are many other types of, 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 of ritual behavior. Uh, with the human species, we can begin by introducing the fact that there are at least three types of general behavior. 
uh, males with males, males with females, and females with females. Males with male behavior evolves so that they can cooperate with each other to, in order to produce food when they go out and when they hunted and gathered uh, as they evolved uh, 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 with their families. And, and, and females with females also cooperate in the, in the arena of society uh, with their brand of cooperation also uh, as they evolved. And so interesting enough, when you inject an opposite sex member into the same sex group, the same sex group totally changes its behavior. For example, if you have a, a group of females and suddenly a male arrives, the treatment and behavior of the, of the females totally changes. And I, and I think we've all noticed this. Same with males. If you've got a group of males and suddenly you drop a female right into the, into the group, their behavior changes too. So in conclusion, the, the opposite sex uh, changes behavior uh, uh, according to the social situation. So what does this mean for our subject matter? Well, it means that males uh, in, in male society behave differently than if they, uh, they cross the, the dance floor and join a group of females and specifically target one female that they're interested in. So, uh, so what? So here's so here's what's happened to the soccer players. The male soccer team, when in an all-male society, talk about their objectives on the female soccer team. They speak about them objectively, and which one fits their fancy, and and they reduce that to even by making a notation as to the, as the as to their type and in, in how much intensity there is in the attraction to that to that female. But when they approach the females, such as when a male soccer player approaches a female soccer soccer player, um, the male behavior uh, totally changes, and they would uh, never mention the numerical rating of that female soccer player because there are different levels of, of behavior in, in, in society, and and um, and so the 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 liberally the the liberal politically correct administrator would not separate the behavior and try to make the male, male behavior the same in all instances. But bio, bi, bi, biologically, this is an impossible thing to do. But I mean, well, you could accomplish it. All you have to do <clears throat> is that you would just uh, put them all on drugs. All throughout the whole United States, yep. Uh, take all the males in the world and just put them on drugs. Uh, then you would have politically correct males, uh, this, this means that the males are equal to the females, that is, they, they are to behave like females. And um, just as they're doing to, uh, to young kids in, in public school, taking all the males and drugging them. And of, uh, but of course, it's gonna, there's, a, there's a consequence that would happen. Your birth rate will go down, as males would no longer be interested in making a family and producing progeny as they would not want to travel across the dance floor anymore or, or uh, they would just no longer have the guts to, enough to do it because we've drugged them. So uh, goodbye biology, uh, goodbye human species and hello political correctness. And uh, so I've spoken enough so let's see what uh, Rick has to say about uh, political correctness and the chickification of the American male. What do you think Rick? Well. Your observations uh, used to fall under the 
rubric known as common sense, something everyone understood took for granted the fact that you know there were the birds and the bees and women and men behaved differently, and that was accepted for lo these many thousands of years. I think with the left, you always have to consider you know the short-term uh, methods uh, versus what is the long-term objective of you know their broader agenda. Um, and in the case of, of, of gender neutrality, uh, they've moved on from seeking equality of the sexes uh, to seeking um, absolute sameness of the sexes. And the, the, the reason that's important to them, and, and it's, it's implicit in Obama's attempt to impose a draft on all females, right? Uh, between, you know, a certain age. Which on the face of it is you know, ridiculous, right? Right. Because you're actually going to, if you're actually going to fight a war and half of your recruits uh, which and, and females are, you know can now fight in any combat position. Half of your recruits would be selected by random uh, for various combat roles, and, and, and would be female, and half would be male because that that's what would happen in a random draft, right? Uh, you couldn't effectively fight a war. That's obvious. Um, but in order to make that kind of Avert uh, political uh, maneuver stick. The narrative that men and the and women are the same has to be made uh, absolutely convincingly. Uh, and so, the left, beginning in the universities and and, and even in you know lower school. Uh, middle school and uh, high school um, have to impose the narrative wherever possible that girls and boys, men and women, are the same. It's easier to do when girls are, and, and boys are, you know, at elementary school level. You know, little girls can wrestle little boys. Um, but how the left goes about this, and it is a long-term objective. Um, is absolutely critical to ensuring that they can begin to impose quotas through institutional guidance, otherwise known as force, uh, across all elements of the human experience. So if you believe, as they do, that men and women are the same, then in the corporate world, uh, corporate presidency should be 50% male, 50% female, because after all, men and women are the same. In the military, uh, all the military positions should be 50% male, 50% female, irrespective of what female and male proclivities historically have been. Uh, so the reason this is so important is that if the left can't fashion an argument in terms of discrimination, and that is their final calling card, 
then they don't believe that they can win in court. But if they can fashion any issue in terms of there being evidence of discrimination, then they can win a case in court. Not any court, maybe certain specific courts. Uh, you know, the Ninth Circuit comes to mind and other liberal courts. Right. But if they can fashion, if they can make the case that men and women are the same, think of what the implications of that are for undertaking suits uh, through all spheres of life. You know, beginning with sports teams. And, by the way, um, if they can make that argument, say, with a football team, and it's actually found from direct experience that, you know, girls are getting, you know, their heads crushed and yeah. bro bones broken. Well, that will be reason for saying that football shouldn't be allowed because it's inherently discriminatory. If men and women are the same, they should both have equal access to this experience, but it's uh, ha you know, gr a greater hazard for females based on observed data and therefore, it's not fair. Eminently and therefore, fair. it should be eliminated. I mean, you, the, the, you know, the imagination runs wild as to what the ultimate implications of this would be. But when you've got a, a, a movement that is so obsessed with thought control, as political correctness is, and, you know, whether it's at Harvard or Yale or anywhere else, and so insistent on tracking not only uh, exhibited behavior, but hidden behavior that would normally be kept confidential and getting at the root of ensuring that bad thoughts aren't even considered. What they can deem to be bad thoughts aren't even considered or certainly never spoken or documented. Then you know, th there's no length they wouldn't go to, whether it's, you know, uh, looking at hard drives of, you know, high school kids or college kids that are keeping lists or, you know, tracking their um, uh, right. internet site behavior or, you know, anything that would provide evidence that they are somehow thinking thoughts that are, you know, inconsistent with the liberal narrative um, and require therefore institutional intervention because after all what's the long-term game plan here to remove uh, students uh, individuals males and females from primarily being raised by families to primarily being guided by an institution or the state Right. In the old days, if it was considered good breeding, you know, not to uh, make cat calls at, at, at girls. Right. That was a, not, it was assumed that the family would uh, exert some sort of training, uh, civilizing behavior over the, the natural male proclivity to try to attract females. You know, whether that's done in a polite fashion or in polite fashion. And if it was left to the family, well, that's 
that's something that has to be dismantled by the left, because otherwise they can't institute institutional control of this kind of behavior, which is what they're after. Right. Hey, uh, you mentioned something you said, uh, hidden, um, uh, did you were talking about uh, thought control when you said the word hidden? Yes, because, uh, I, I, you know, were these uh, Harvard uh, soccer players advertising, uh, you know, on a, a billboard somewhere that they were rating these girls, you know, with, you know, numbers? I, I doubt that. This was probably something that they were passing around amongst themselves. It wasn't meant to be circulated more widely, but somehow somebody got hold of it. Right. <clears throat> okay, great. Uh, great thought. And um, thanks, Rick, for joining us. And we'll see everybody again next week on The Philosophical Angle. Join us then. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on The Philosophical Angle podcast. Be sure to subscribe and join us for the next installment.